Well, good morning. Good morning, East Tennessee. Man, I tell you what, I was driving into the station this morning, and all I saw was this huge, bright, big orange sun. And all I got to say with my Lady Vols softball team playing today, let's go big orange. Let's have a big orange day. Hey, my name is Scott Brokamp. I am one of the owners and founder of His Security and Technology. And uh, yeah, I had the weekend off last weekend. So I hope you enjoyed listening to the final episode of my predecessor, Dawn Steimer. Uh, such an amazing woman. And that was such an amazing show to be a part of. Uh, weather forecast today. Well, Ben just told us what it was. It's going to be pretty nice and pretty dang hot so if you got pool access today it'd be a great day to take advantage of it after the lady falls softball game don't miss that uh some other things that are happening around town the state of tennessee turned 227 on thursday a couple of historic venues are celebrating statehood day this weekend james white's fort downtown and marble springs on john severe highway my uh, favorite one that I can never seem to say properly, I'm going to slow it down. It is the Bike, Boat, Bark, and Brew is happening today. There it is. Bike, Boat, Bark, and Brew. I think I said boot earlier, but whatever. Uh, we had Kim Bumpus on here a couple of weeks ago to tell us all about this event. It is such an amazing event. It spreads across our entire community in so many different ways. And it kicks off this morning at 10 o'clock with several activities to enjoy downtown and at the waterfront. The Lady Vols softball team plays the defending national champions, Oklahoma, in the College World Series today at 3 o'clock on ABC. Don't miss it. Let's go, Lady Vols. As y'all know, I'm a huge Lady Vols fan. Uh, our men's baseball team won against Charlotte last night, <clears throat> and so they're going to continue their feat today in the Clemson Regional uh, for their feat to try to make it to Omaha for the College World Series as well. For more information on events happening around town, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. So, Many of you probably know this, but maybe you don't. June is actually National Home, Home Ownership Month. And, uh, you know, we're going to do some unique things this month on the show. But it is a celebration of one of the most important steps in living the American dream. And that's owning your own home. The observance began nearly 30 years ago under President Clinton as Home Ownership Week. And then in 2000, in 2002, excuse me, President Bush expanded it to a whole entire month of June. So for the entire month of June, we're going to be talking about the process of home ownership, what it means, what it takes, what's entailed. And we are going to take you from conception to closing this entire month. And uh, it, I think it's going to be pretty amazing. We're, we're going to do things a little different. Um, we're going to do some roundtable talks. We're going to have some amazing guests to be able to help us through this process. Uh, some of the first questions that we're going to be looking at is, well, how can I afford a home? Where am I going to live? My first two guests today are going to help answer a lot of these questions. We have in the studio, former Lady of All herself, Ken Green. Ken? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. And then we also have Rodney Reeves. 
Rodney, how are you today? I'm doing great, Scott. How are you? I'm I'm absolutely amazing. So, Kian is a realtor, and Rodney is a mortgage advisor and more. We're just going to start with that. Uh, I, I, I have some amazing resumes from these two wonderful individuals sitting here in front of me, and uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to read it to you. I'm going to make them tell about their resumes. So, Rodney, I'll start with you. Um, tell me a little bit about you and, and your experience in the mortgage industry. All right. Thanks, Scott. Um, as he said, my name is Rod Reeves. I go by Rod. Um, so when you call me, don't say Rodney. <laughs> um, You'll know you heard me say it the wrong way. <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, but at any rate, uh, so I started out in banking uh, in 2001, and I, as I mentioned earlier, I've uh, tried to get away from the mortgage industry, but it keeps drawing me back, and I can't leave. I can't leave. It's it's my calling. It's my passion. It's what I love. So I've been doing that since uh, 2001. I'm, I'm still here today and, and loving what I do. Well, and that's, you, you know what I mean? That's how you become successful and are able to help so many people is that when it becomes your passion, right, that's, that's when it, it goes just beyond you. It, and kind of like me and security. I mean, security and technology is, is my passion. And, and so when, when you're doing something as your passion, it, it's really simple to get yourself out of the way and really look for the benefit of, of who you are working with. So, um, welcome Rod. I appreciate you being here this morning. Ken, uh, many of us know obviously who you are, but please give us the the brief details of of Key and Green Realtor. Definitely, definitely, that's a, a nice little ring to it. Different from Key and Green basketball player, Lady Vol. It, it does. Although Lady Vols are for life. So um, I actually, since concluding my athletic career about a year ago, um, I went right into the classes for getting my real estate license. I wanted to be in a field where I could kind of make my own hours and also um, kind of like Rod said, be a resource, you know, help mm. people because then it goes beyond me. You know, right. I'm, I'm doing something that, that legitimately affects others' lives. Mm. Um, and I can be that person to, you know, guide them along the way. And I, I just love that about, about real estate. And so um, I started taking the classes, um, got licensed, and hung my license with Keller Williams around January. And since then, I've just been loving it. I mean, being able to work with clients, you know, mm -hmm. talk to people, give them information that they need, um, answer questions, you know, all kinds of things. It's just been amazing. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, being in the industry that I'm in, much like yourselves, right, I, I get to meet people from everywhere, from all walks of life, all the time. And I get to be a helpful resource. And and quite frankly, I mean, that is, to me, is one of the best parts about my job. Somebody was asking me uh, just last, just this week, was asking me about, you know, how long I've been doing this and what do I enjoy most about my job type of thing. And I'm like, you know, really, I just like going and talking to people. And, of course, the joke is around my office is I just go run my mouth anyway. So, gee, imagine that. <laughs> I'm hosting a radio show. But it it's that's how you get to know people you know that's how you get to learn about people that's how you can find out how you can help people 
if you don't ever have conversations, you can't ever be that resource to help. And, and so, you know, it's kind of funny, my wife, my kids and, and all of our employees and every, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm going to be talking to somebody. It, and it just doesn't matter. I'm going to be talking to somebody. And so to, to me, that's, that's a part of my passion. Rod, I was joking with you earlier. My spiritual gift is running my mouth, you know, and, and, but it is, but it, you know, having conversation with people to be able to understand who they are, to be able to meet their needs, that's the key. And, and for me, I feel like that's how I'm able to be successful in my business and, and personally in, in transferring that to my family and kids. And just like you guys, that's how you are able to be successful in what you do is because it's understanding what the need is and being able to help fulfill and, and help meet that need. Um, so with all of that being said, these are our wonderful guests this morning. And uh, if you're listening today, if you've got questions about home ownership, give us a call, shoot us a text, 865-656-8255, or you can call toll-free toll at 1-800-951-8255. We are going to be taking you through the entire process this month, and our start today is we're talking, going to be talking about how to find that house and what you need to do before you find it to get locked in. So stay tuned with us right after the break. We are going to take you through step one here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp his security technology and we are talking about the entire process conception to closing moving trucks the whole nine yards how can we get you into it a nice new place to live and what's that process look like because like quite frankly there's a lot of new homeowners like my friend riley who probably doesn't know all the proper steps and what to do and how to do that. So, uh, Key and Green from Keller Williams and uh, Rod Reeves, First Horizon. Uh, we are talking. Rod is is our mortgage professional. Key and our realtor. So, step one. I know we had a little conversation about this, but step one. What's the first thing that you should do if you're considering purchasing a home? Step one would be what? Find a realtor. Yes, sir. Step one is find a realtor and preferably somebody that is knowledgeable in your area, a local realtor that knows um, where you're where you're trying to move, is familiar with the neighborhoods, the schools, you know, whatever may be important to you in your home buying search. Find that realtor. Yeah, I, I, yeah local. Local is, is definitely a key aspect. I, to me, buying a home, it, I need everybody local because, it, I mean, this is... Uh, buying a house is yes, it's, it's a part of the American dream, but it is an emotional process. You know, this is emotional. So, uh, and I would say, yes, finding a realtor, because to me, a realtor is that person who is going to be your guide through the entire process. The one to help you to know what the pitfalls are, to know what some of these snafus to know what the process looks like. And so as a realtor, when a new client comes to you, if that's step one, what's step two? 
Step two is getting them organized financially. And so that would be me calling on my vendors, my friends like Rod, to get them organized financially to be able to be pre-approved so that we know what we're working with um, in terms of setting up the home search for them. All right. So, so Rod, in this process, being being ready financially, as Kian alluded to, what does that mean? Okay, I, I would first start with um, getting pre-approved. Right, uh, Ken sends uh, me a client, or a realtor sends me a client. Uh, one of the first things I want to do is see how much house you can afford. Right, mm-hmm. see if you're wasting uh, Ken's time or another realtor's time if you're working with someone else. But um, getting pre-approved is, is paramount because of the fact uh, you're going to find out how much house you can afford in advance. You'll find out what your credit score is for sure. Right. I'm going to tell you that we're going to pull from all three uh, bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and mm-hmm. Equifax. And we use that middle score, right? So, so, and we'll get into that a little bit later, but the realtor needs to know that he or she is not wasting their time. Right. So I always say, yes, let's get pre-approved. And if they're not working with a realtor, then what I do is I'll send them on to Ken or, or another uh, real estate agent. Right. And and so let's dive into this just a tad bit. So there's we hear these terms pre-approved and and pre-qualified. So I I know what that means, but maybe a lot of people don't know what that means. What is the difference between being pre-approved and and pre-qualified? Okay, so uh, a lot of my realtor partners know that when I give them a letter that I've done my due diligence on this borrower, right? Right. So I always uh, take uh, the time to collect their income documents because you'd be surprised how many people Mm. do not know uh, how much they make. They don't know their hourly rate. Um, They don't know their credit score, right? So I'm a coach and I hold their hand as well as the realtor. Right. Right. So that's... that's, So what it looks like is we're going to go ahead and pull that credit. We're going to see if if you're... qualified mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. see how much house you can afford yeah. right based on today's interest rates and the program uh, that you choose and, and we'll give you a, a number of different uh, programs right so to choose from right well and it's you know like many things nowadays you have all of these outside influences coming in and uh you know company abc on the internet wants to give you a pre-qualification and 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 basically that that's nothing. I mean, that means absolutely nothing. Right. So the pre-qualification is uh, someone fills out an application and they don't provide that paperwork. Right. So again, I go back, I collect that paperwork. So when I pass that, that client, that borrower on to the realtor, then that realtor knows that, Hey, I've done that borrower's done that uh, loan officer's done his due diligence and he uh he has my client ready to go i have full confidence i've not dropped one and i don't know how many years so. right right and and that's it right so in in knowing that so we've gone in so we've we've got our realtor now we've we've gone in we've done our our pre-approval not qualification we've done our pre-approval we are approved that means that Within and how, what kind of time frame were we looking at in that, Rod? Is that is that last for thirty days, ninety days? Okay, so so the turn time from the time you input your application, I typically turn one in twenty four hours or less, right? Okay, and then the pre approval letter is good for ninety days. Ninety days. Okay, so within that time frame, so now we know. Okay, I can afford a whatever 
$500,000 house, which nowadays doesn't get you much, but you know, whatever that case is. So now we go back to, to Ken and, and now we know where our mark is. We know what our budget is, what we can work in. And, and quite frankly, I think a piece and you guys chime in, obviously you're the professionals here, but I think a lot of times that pre-approval comes in and just because you're pre-approved for it, maybe it doesn't always make a good, make good sense. Right. I mean, I know when, when we, built our house we were pre-approved for a lot more money than what we thought made a lot of sense you know and i know that that's a part of what you do through that coaching process is trying to help people understand that just because it says that on paper i can afford a million dollar house can i really afford a million dollar house you know what i mean because there's a lot that goes into it because just because you can pay the mortgage when you have a million dollar house your power bill is a heck of a lot higher than it was in that apartment that you were living in and, and all the maintenance fees and all the other things that goes into it. So <clears throat> that's a part of that coaching. And so now we we're pre-approved and, and so Kim, we're back to you. We're out. We're going to, we're going to shop for a house. Yeah. What's that look like nowadays? So before we get to the house shopping, we are going to sit down so that I can get to know you so that I can know what are your values? What do mm. you want from this house? Um, what are your non-negotiables? You know, do you need white countertops? Why do you need white countertops? You know, is that something that we can wiggle on a little bit? Um, so I need to know what what it is that you're looking for so that I can be most efficient setting up this house search. Um, obviously, within the parameters of the pre-approval. Right. Because there's the other thing is, if you want, um, you know, white marble floors, white marble countertops and white cabinets, does that fit within your pre-approval? You know, right. is, that, is that in your budget at all? You know, we need to know what we're working with and and how I can how I can um, kind of combine all of your wants and needs um, into the most efficient house house search possible. Because we don't we don't need to be spending you know six months looking at ten houses a week. You know, neither one of us has time for that. Right. And it only to find out you've shown houses that only have white countertops and I really want black. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, in, in that you made the point earlier, a local real estate professional. OK, here's the deal. Right. If you're not dealing with a local real estate person, a real estate professional, you may have a picture in your mind, which you normally do. Right. You know what that house is going to look like, what the street's going to look like, what the neighborhood's going to be like or not have a neighborhood, whatever that is. And if you're not dealing with a local real estate professional, that's out the window. Right. You yeah. got somebody in in Timbuktu looking on the Internet yeah. saying, oh, yeah, here's the one that meets your budget, you know, exactly. and you're wasting so much time. Definitely. And right now. Wasting time is going to cost you a house, isn't it? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So we get that buyer's consultation set up um, far before we even go on the house search so that so that we can get it up, uh, get it set up efficiently for sure. So I think before we go to the next jump here, we'll, we'll take a short break, even though I just want to dive into it. But so we're pre-approved. We've done our consultation. We know what our parameters are. We know what we're looking for. We know what the criteria is, right? What what my desire is, what the people buying the house, all of the members involved, what their desire is, right. because it, 
husband, wife don't always agree, right? I want white, I want black, right? So obviously your uh, psychology background from all your studies, right? <laughs> that comes into play. Definitely. You got to work through that. And that's the beauty, again, of being able, if you're working with somebody local, you can come over to Rod's office and sit down and have a conversation because I don't want to be talking about my financials with somebody I don't know where. Exactly. Right? A, that doesn't sound very secure to me. I'm a security guy. A number one, but Amen. you know, two. Listen, I, if I'm going to be if I'm going to be sharing with you the details of my finances, and you know, because there's some things that I'm proud about, and there's some things I'm not proud about. You know, I want to make sure that I'm comfortable with that person. And same thing when I'm when I'm looking at at my dream home or my lifetime home or even my first home, I want to make sure that I can sit down face to face and know who's helping me through that process. So. Uh, as y'all know, I'm a huge advocate for local, uh, which is why this show is so important to me because we talk with local business people all the time. Um, anyway, didn't mean to get on that tangent, but there it is. We are going to take a short break. If you've got questions about the home buying process, give us a call. Give us a text 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. Eight two five five. We're gonna get you into your new home right here on Around the House when we come back on News Talk ninety eight seven WOKI. And welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp, and my amazing guest this morning. We have Kean Green and Rod Reeves in the house. Uh, if you've got questions, comments, need to know how to buy that house or what to do, or maybe you got some credit repair issues, give us a call or text 865-656-8255. At you know, I, I mentioned it, credit repair issues. You know, we kind of glazed over that a little bit, Rod, when we were talking about that pre-approval um, letter and getting things in order. And, and I'm sure you see a lot of it today, especially in the world we're at. I mean, it doesn't take anything to get a knock on your credit score, and whether it be true or not. But credit repair or, or identifying the concerns or the issues, I, I'm sure, A, has got to be kind of a difficult conversation but it is, it's vital, not just to buying that house, but vital to so many things in our world today. And, and I apologize. We kind of glazed over that through this process. So let's talk about credit repair because you've, you've got a lot of background and extensive tools available to help consumers when maybe they need a little help in that credit score. That's true, Scott. Yes. Um, okay. So really when they... When they decide they're going to buy a house, one of the first mistakes uh, people do with their credit is they'll uh, immediately go out and start paying off uh, collections, right? Mm. So what's that going to do? Uh, it's recent activity on a delinquent account. So what is it going to do? It's going to drop mm -hmm. your credit score. 
So I'd rather him come to me first before you make any moves because I'm a may be able to save you some money. I'm never going to tell you not to pay your bills, but I will tell right. you the consequence. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, and, and then we can pay them off after you close. Right. Because right? I don't want your credit score to drop. Right. So as I mentioned before, I pulled from Experian, TransUnion and Equifax. Right. Mm-hmm. All three. We dropped right. the highest score. We dropped the lowest score. We use that middle score. And the minimum middle score is a 620 on conventional for us, right? So okay. 620. Yeah. So that's our plumb line. That's the path to uh, grants and everything else. You have to have that minimum plumb line credit score of 620. Um, so if I find that there's credit issues, right, uh, there's credit issues, we, we, t- we have a conversation about it. Right? Sure. And we come up with a game plan. Um, I, I, it, it's not cookie cutter for everyone. So no, yeah. you have to kind of set in, and like Ken said, have that conversation, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, we'll go through the credit report. Uh, if we need to get you up another point or two, I'll wait another 30 days, right? Because I, I, I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve to help increase that credit score really quick, especially if you have uh, a credit cards, right? Your credit utilization right. can bring your right. uh, credit score up uh, yeah. enough to cross that threshold yeah, if there absolutely. are credit issues, so. There is a, yeah, I don't, the whole, the whole credit world, credit scores, man, it's just, it's crazy. You you, kind of lose it, right? You would, you would think the logical thought process would be if I clean up this bad stuff, it will help me, but it doesn't, not right now. (laughs) Come to me first. It uh, is crazy. So that, and that's important, right? Come to you first, make sure to have those conversations. And and maybe you're listening today and maybe that's been your stumbling block. Maybe that's what's been holding you back from jumping into this process of buying your first home or moving into your dream home. Just know that's, that's not necessarily a stumbling block. You know, professionals like Rod have amazing tools, but for the most part, knowledge Rod, you've been doing this since, when did you say? 2001. 2001. So 22 years you have been in the mortgage industry. So I can just imagine that after 22 years, there's probably a lot of resources that Rod has that uh, many people aren't very aware of. So, um, okay. So Rod's got our credit straightened out. We're, we're back in, we're back in track and Ken has given us our, our consultation. We know what we're looking for. We know our neighborhoods, we know school districts, whole nine yards. Where we go from there. Now we're looking at houses, get to go to the fun part. You know, we're, we're, we're going to open houses. We're seeing what's available. Um, I've compiled a list at this point of houses that fit your criteria, maybe a couple that are outside in terms of what you said that you wanted, just to kind of see if you like certain things that maybe you didn't even think of before. Right. Um, so now we're we're going to look. Um, we're we're walking around. Where I'm taking notes based on how you react to certain properties. But the bottom line is, you're gonna know. You're mm-hmm. gonna know when when you walk into that home and you see your family there. You know, you see your dogs in the backyard and mm-hmm. and your friends coming over. You see yourself hosting and entertaining. You're gonna know. Yeah. Um. So I'm just very keen on being um, attentive to those things as you experience them because this, like you said, this is an emotional process. Yeah. So I have to be attentive to those emotions in my buyers. Um, I have to pay attention 
to, you know, what they, if they walk into the house and there's absolutely no reaction, I'm like, mm, on to the next one, right. you know? Um, because like I said, w- neither one of us wants to waste time here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to keep walking you through houses that you don't like. Right. Um, so yeah, now we're in the house search part. Um, and this is, is, it's absolutely the most fun part, you know, getting to see all the different inventory on the market, getting to see how you react, what you like, what you don't like. This is the fun part. Yeah. So speaking of that inventory, look, we know inventory has been historically low in our area yeah. for a long time. It still is. Um, I, I know it's gotten a little bit better. Um, but how does that how does that change that process? Um, it really changes, um, I guess, just based on what you want and what you don't want. You know, that that's a lot of that comes in that buyer's consultation. And um, what Rod touched on that we didn't really dive into, um, he said the minimum credit score for a conventional loan is 620. However, um, and he knows this, there's a bunch of different loans that you could be applying for. So um, I'm in communication with Rod to know, am I showing them houses that work with conventional loans? Am I showing them houses that work with FHA loans? You know, so that plays into the inventory also, because if they're only going to be approved for houses that work with FHA loans, then that drops the inventory even more. Sure. You know, so those kind of things play into, um, you know, what houses I even put on the list, you know, because you may see certain houses on Zillow that I know you didn't qualify for, you know, because I'm in communication with Rod. Yeah. And and that's a very, very important point right there is that you as a realtor and and Rod as as the mortgage uh, person, you guys are having pretty much constant communication. Definitely. And, And again, and this is to the benefit of of the buyer. This is to the benefit of the client, because if you guys aren't communicating, like you said, you can, those are it's one of the pitfalls, right? That's why you hire a professional. Yep. Um, so th- thank you so much for pointing that out. But it, you know, like you said, it is emotional. I remember when I bought my first house, I pulled up in the driveway and I, before I even got out of the car, I said, this is it. This is the house. Yeah. I didn't even go inside, you know? And so it, it, I, I did eventually go inside, Rob. <laughs> Rob looked at me like, are you nuts? <laughs> <clears throat> yes, I am nuts, but, but I, you know, I just knew because it, what I was looking for was not so much as what the inside of the house was going to look like and all that. I was looking for the living experience of how I wanted to live. And I knew it was in the area. It had the, you know, the opening that I wanted and, and just, I mean, I'm, it's just weird, right? I pull. I mean, I literally pulled up the drive, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is it!" And so, anyway, and I bought my first house. We love those moments. So, I know they're right. They're great. So, one of the things that I do want to talk about, because again, having a experienced and a professional realtor on your side, there's a lot of times, like I'm sure you've experienced it. You walk into the house. The outside is beautiful. We've checked all the boxes, and then you walk into the house. And you walk into that one room and it's got white carpet and everybody's eyes light up like, no, my gosh, no. Right. And, and so I, I know this, but on, from a realtor standpoint, that's when you, you kind of have to, you go to work, right? Oh, yeah. You let sure. them know that, look, it's just carpet. Dude. Definitely. You can change carpet, right? <laughs> yes. And, and so you've got to, you have the ability to help 
uh, I, the only way I know to say it is to help people look beyond the box. For sure. Right? Because just because the cosmetic pieces of a home are just that. They're cosmetic. Definitely. You know, um, I, I mean, I can go put on face paint and, and paint my face to be a, a gorilla one day or to be a peacock the next, right? Mm-hmm. I can change that. That's cosmetic. That's something that's simply changed. And I know as a realtor, as we talked about, having those conversations, knowing your clients, and being able to, I'm I'm going to ask you, I'm sure you've experienced this, but you you found the house and the holdup is the cosmetics. How oh, do you deal yeah. with that? I, like you said, it's it's about knowing your clients, you know? So if we've talked about the fact that you want white carpets or you don't want white carpets, you know, if we walk into the room and there's white carpets that you don't like, then I'm thinking, okay, we've already talked about what you want this room to look like, you know? So mm-hmm. We're going to calculate what it's going to cost to get this room to look how you want it to look. Because at the end of the day, that's going to factor into mm. the home buying price if it's not exactly how you want it when you buy it. That's right. So it's it's a lot of talking them off of that emotional ledge. Yeah. Um, because emotions are running so high, this is one of the, if not the biggest investment of their life. Mm. You know, so, and, and I don't take that lightly. That's something that's, that's pretty heavy and it's a lot of money. Right. So just being able to bring them back to what they said that they wanted um, and remind them that, you know, this this is if this meets all of your other criteria. Don't throw it away over a white carpet. Right. You know. Right. And if you got to, you can call Rod and be like, hey, Rod, listen, look, man, can we stretch this an extra 5K? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I mean, and that's again. The benefit of having a local team, having local resources, when when everybody is working together and working locally, and you're not using one eight hundred mortgage. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. I hope it's not, so I don't get sued. But you know, <laughs> don't just go online and find some internet mortgage company because they're offering you point one percent less than your local guy. Right. Okay. Because when these things come up, when your realtor needs to talk to the mortgage person, they're not going to be able to. When something comes up at closing and you need a documentation, something, a piece of paper that you don't have, and and that person is not local, I mean, listen, has it worked? Yes. But most of your disasters happen when you're not dealing with local folks in this process. So um, to me... <clears throat> excuse me that's one of the most important things at one of the things that i always that's my soapbox right I, make sure you're working with local people because this process is it's personal it's very emotional you're very passionate about it i mean when you buy a house you got to think about how many years you're going to be there right i mean that, that's a conversation that you're going to have yeah. i know it's the conversation we had how long are we going to be in this house and so when you think about that long-term commitment it's important to be able to know that you can walk into somebody's office or meet them for coffee or whatever it is and to be able to have a face-to-face conversation. So um, we are going to take a short break. Again, if you have questions about that home buying process, we have some amazing professionals in here who can help you with that. 865-656-8255. We will return right here on Around the House on News Talk WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I'm Scott Brokamp. 
from his security and technology. And we are taking you through the home buyer process this month from conception to closing. Uh, and I think it's a very important conversation to have. Of course, it is um, National Home Buyers Month, Homeowners Month this month. So that is a part of why we are taking you through this process. But there are a lot of little things that go into buying a home that unfortunately get overlooked until they show up and that's where having a local source and a local professional much like rod for your mortgage and and kian for your uh real estate needs is so so vital in in getting through those those bits and pieces of that process um and and so one of the things i want to make sure that we cover is well if you need the services of these wonderful individuals how do you get in touch with them? So, uh, Rod, Rod Reeves, First Horizon, how do we get in touch with you, Rod, if we need some mortgage assistance or credit repair, have that conversation? Really simple. Uh, is You can call me directly. I'll give you my cell phone number. It's area code 865-466-7104. That's 865-466-7104. You may also email me at rreeves, that's R-R-E-E, V as in Victor, E-S as in Sam, at firsthorizon.com. That sounds pretty simple to me. Rod's number again, 865-466-7104. Ken, how about you? Likewise, um, you can call me directly at area code 215-272-6474. Or you can email me, Kien, K-E-Y-E-N, at kw.com. All right. There you have it. And if you missed any of that information, you can always email the house at hissecurity.net or, or .com. I can't remember which one I used. It's .com, sorry. Uh, the house at hissecurity.com, and we can get you that information. Or, of course, you can go to our website, get the podcast, um, go to hissecurity.com, go to the ATH radio tab, and click the link for the podcast, or go to where you listen to your favorite podcast, and just search around the house with Scott Brokamp, and you will find all of this information right there readily available. So we are going to take a, uh, a little hiatus a little stroll, shall we say, and we're going to go to the topic of the day. You know, this is one of the things that I really enjoy about this show because I like having fun. And so I hope our listeners are enjoying the topic of the day because it is about having fun. And we want you guys to, well, maybe just have a little chuckle this morning, whatever it may be. So um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, we do have the event going on downtown called the Bike Boat bark and brew gosh I, that's just a mouthful there are over 100 miles of greenways in knoxville for walking jogging and biking and that brings us to the topic of the day today is world bicycle day hey riley you might want to cue up that queen song in there uh sorry Five years ago, the UN declared June 3rd as World Bicycle Day to promote sustainable transportation and good health. Millions of people around the world ride a bike as their primary means of transportation. Here in the United States, it's only about 12% of Americans that are cyclists. So, Ken, I mean, what do you think? You want to show some houses while riding bikes? (laughs) 
that probably would not be in my best interest as I am a former athlete and I don't want to show up sweaty <laughs> to the showing. Got to be professional. Um, however, I do love riding bikes. That's That's been one of the things since I stopped playing that I have found the most joy in mm. um, in doing physical activity has been riding along these greenways. I feel like the last few years that I've been in Knoxville, I haven't had the opportunity to explore so much because I've been in the gym all the time. Right. But being able, the, the greenways are gorgeous, y'all. If you have not gotten out on them, you absolutely need to, whether that's walking, jogging, riding a bike. But definitely bike riding around here is so much fun. It, it really is. Yeah, I mean, it is. And I I mean, growing up as a kid, I, I rode everywhere. And, and I enjoyed riding my bike. And whether it was a BMX bike or whether it was back then a 10 speed, you know, I'm dating myself a little bit there, but, uh, you know, it, it was so enjoyable. It just was. And I didn't even think about it at that point, but it was great exercise, you know? So Rod, how about you, man? You got some, you got some bicycle stories? Oh yeah. I mean, like you, I had the 10 speed, uh, growing up and, and a little, I remember one of my first bikes, uh, was green, right? And, and uh, had the little chopper. Oh yeah, and the bars and everything. Banana seat and all. <laughs> right, and so we would take, we would blow up a balloon and we'd put it on the spokes and make it sound like a motorcycle. <laughs> you know yeah. that sound you get. But that's so nowadays my uh, bike riding uh, consists of the peloton. Oh yeah. So I will get on the peloton and ride it uh, and ride all over the world. But that's my story about bicycles well let's see what it, it's only it's only 755 here so uh it, my wife actually will be on her way to the gym momentarily to teach a cycle class uh and, and much like i don't have a peloton but i do have uh we do have a stationary at the house and i love biking it, it's one of the best forms for me of exercise uh and and what i like about it is like I'm not a big runner. I don't want to just go get on a treadmill and run. I don't. I just. I'm not a big <laughs> runner, right? But when I'm on the bike, I, I can. I can do different things. I can do a casual stroll. I can crank that knob up and hit some hills. I can hit some mountains. You know, and, and really get the heart rate going and it just it enjoy it. Uh, and to me, I really I like. There, you can do some good little short, quick high intensity interval training workouts, little 20 minutes. Like say, I'm a, I'm a get it and, sure. and go on guy. Right. I want to go and have my 20, 25 minute workout and go. Um, but really when we, we think about this bicycling is, is a lot different in a lot of different countries in a lot of different areas. I mean, even you go to New York, right? I mean, you got delivery drivers, your, your Uber eats or, you know, whatever it is, it is a means of transportation, uh, of course, here in, in East Tennessee, it, it'll be a little difficult. Now, if you live downtown and work downtown, you could probably get away with that. Uh, but, you know, some of these hills out here, I'm not running. I'm not riding my bike to work. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I'd be I'd need to take a nap as soon as I got to work. And they probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I might be able to get away with that. But, uh, it, you know, it, again, it's a great way, as Kian said, to be able to enjoy the natural beauties of what we have around us here in East Tennessee and also be able to get some exercise. And as we know, there are a lot of bikers and bicyclists, and it's a great community to be able to be a part of and, and have some community 
and, uh, you know, be a part of an, a nice group to kind of work together. So we're, we're, if you've got bicycle stories, we want to hear, by the way, 865-656-8255. Call or text and let us know your bicycle stories. Um, but we're going to ride into the sunset. No, just kidding. I know that was a really bad one. We're going to take a short break, but we're going to come back and continue a little bit more about Bicycle Day. And then we're going to figure out how you can ride into your new house today, right here on Around the House with News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Well, good morning and welcome back to Around the House. If you're just joining us, uh, I have some amazing guests in our studio this morning. We have Kean Green, Realtor Extraordinaire, and Rod Reeves, your mortgage professional from First Horizon, who, uh, well, quite frankly, between the two of them, they will get you uh, get you started and moving along in the process of buying a house but before we get back into your process of buying a house remember we were talking before the break it is world bicycle day and we're sharing some of our wonderful bicycle stories and i i gotta tell you about one so i mean i I grew up in central illinois good old-fashioned farm country and uh i mean there wasn't there wasn't really anywhere you would get quickly, right? You just, you just didn't, you had to go around your elbow to get to the, well, you know, you know, that thing, but you got it. I mean, it's a cornfield mile, right? That's what we call it. Cornfield mile. So when you rode your bike, you were riding five to six miles anywhere you went. And, and I got my 10 speed out. And I was riding and I'll never forget. I went and I rode to one of my buddy's house, which was seven miles away. I got to my buddy's house and he wasn't home. I was so <laughs> devastated. I just rode seven miles to go play at his house and he wasn't home. He forgot I was coming. You know, and this we didn't have cell phones. We didn't even have pagers. So, uh, you know, at any rate, that's my bike store. But, you know, again, I, I want us to think about this because in a lot of countries and a lot of other places, the primary source of transportation is a bike. So I, I, I really want to put this into perspective. Yeah, I love joking and having fun, but let's get real for a minute, okay? Because I want you to think about taking your two kids to the playground on your bicycle. I want you to think about going and getting your groceries and bringing your groceries home on your bicycle. Because as much as we joke and have fun, there are a lot of places in our world today that that's that's it. That's how they do it. And, I mean, I know we've all seen on instagram and tiktok and facebook and laughed and joked about all these pictures of things of people we see doing on bicycles but let's get real that's real stuff that really happens so uh i I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna be the guy that goes there for a minute because i'm gonna tell you we all have a lot to be grateful for uh a lot to be grateful for so um just just think about that when you think about your bicycle story think about that um but 
I, I do have to tell you though when i think about bicycle stories all i can think about is those old movies from over in england where they're got their bike in their basket and they're riding everywhere just riding everywhere and i'm gonna tell you it looks really freeing i think it'd be good to have that that break i think that's why i know i know some guys that cycle and i know that's one of the things that they say one of the things they like most about it is because you can't talk on that cell phone it's freeing it's relaxing so uh any rate there's our bike tour around the world today hope you enjoyed it uh tune in next week to see what the topic of the day is going to be because as we said before every day is the national day of something sometimes they're crazy wacky and zany and sometimes they're kind of cool and serious uh but if you're looking for something to do this weekend need somewhere to ride your bike um on world bicycle day downtown we got the bike boat bark and brew it's happening today kicked off this morning it kicks off this morning at 10 o'clock um at downtown and on the waterfront of course our lady of all softball team plays today at three o'clock on abc we will be taking on oklahoma go vols let's go babies you can do this girls uh and then our men's baseball team is going to continue their um journey at the clemson regional today working their way to omaha and uh, if you're looking for something else to do our sister station wnml the sports animal we have sports fest happening today from nine to four at knoxville expo center um, check it out there's a lot going on out there uh former players coaches um well and just about anything that's got to do with sports is going to be going on at sports fest at the Expo Center. Go check it out. Nine to four. So uh, back to our home buying experience because you're going to need a house to put all of that UT sports memorabilia in. You're going to need to have that game room or, you know, I hate the term man cave. That's the stupidest term ever came out. But anyway, you know, to have that area to be able to display all these things. And you're going to need a couple of professionals couple of professionals like my friends this morning, Kian Green, realtor, Keller Williams, and Rod Reeves, mortgage professional from First Horizon. Uh, you two basically are the, not just the start of the process, but you're kind of almost like the glue that holds it all together. Uh, you know, we, we briefly talked a little bit about documents uh, through this process. So w- when you're in that process of buying a home, there's going to be times that financial statements or financial documents are going to be needed. There's going to be information that your mortgage lender is going to have to be able to provide. Um, and, and as this home sale or purchase moves along through the process, well, there's a lot of documents that are going to come into play. And as we get there through the end of this month, when you finally get to the closing table, right? Look at it. Think we got a month-long process of buying a house. Huh. Ironic, don't you think? (laughs) Not really. Uh, But when you get to that closing table, there are all these documents, all these documents. So having local professionals to make sure that your documents are in order, that you're ready to get to the closing table so that you can have the mover get you moved into that nice new house. Uh, that's what we've got going on for you. So we have got our pre-approval. We've got our credit repair. We're all ready to go. We've had our consult with Kian. We know what we're looking for. We're out looking for houses and 
you know, we've discussed understanding what we're looking for, understanding what we want to have the end result be, having that professional like Ken to be there to help us to understand that carpet is replaceable, paint is changeable, wallpaper doesn't have to stay, right? Understanding the cosmetic bits and pieces that we may have found your dream home that just needs a little bit of facelift. And she may have to go back to Rod and say, hey, Rod, we found it. We got the dream home, but buddy, we need you to find a way to get us an extra 5k in that budget right and so having the local professionals who are are working together as a team that's what's essential uh and that's quite frankly what makes the difference in a lot of times in actually getting the home and not getting the home because most everybody is aware if you're not aware buying a home in knoxville in the surrounding area is not easy we have small short inventory right uh we have more buyers than we have homes and you know there is a lot that goes into this process uh and so when we come back from our break we are going to finish through our process of of getting that home and and kind of getting to a closing table per se in this first week of our month of home ownership and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get you through the rest of this process. So I hope you've been listening, and you are emotionally invested in this process, like you are when you buy a house, and that you'll want to hear how it turns out. Because guess what? I think we may have found the one. Mm-hmm. We may have found the one. So we'll be moving on. Uh, so tune in with us here in just a few minutes. We're going to take a short break right here on Around the House News Talk WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. If you've got questions about buying your dream home, we've got the pros in a house to be able to help you do that. Key and Green from Keller Williams Real Estate, Rod Reeves, First Horizon Mortgage, the two primary sources that you will need to get that done. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, give us a call, 865-656-8255. We'd love to hear from you and see if we can answer your questions. Uh so in our journey so we've been searching and we have found the house we found the one ken has done an amazing job of finding the diamond in the rough that we've been looking for now what are we going to do we're going to put in that offer so i'm going to write up um, the contract um we'll decide on what we want to offer you know based on how long has that house been sitting on the market um you know what is it priced at currently um if we know, you know, if the, the seller is motivated or anything like that. So I'm going to write up that offer and we're going to um, submit it. And then one of a couple of things will happen. It'll either be accepted, which is what we're hoping for. Right. Um, it'll be countered um, or it'll be ignored. So mm. hopefully we get that offer accepted, you know, first try. And then we can go ahead and move into that due diligence um, period where we're getting into um, the inspections, um, getting making sure everything is inspected, everything um, you know structurally with the house is is sound. Um, getting the appraisal, making sure that uh, the house is worth what you're going to be borrowing to pay for it. Mm. Um, so that whole due diligence period is extremely important. A lot of people, especially um, over COVID, 
waived the inspection, you know, waived the appraisal, which I do not recommend. Right. Um, you know, make sure that that house is is what you think it is, you know, that there's not holes covered up by carpets, you know, in the floor, you know. So that's when all of those things happen. Once we're once we have a, a binding agreement, once the seller has signed the offer and the buyer has signed the offer, we're we're under contract is what they call it. And that's when you have that inspection period and get that appraisal done and uh, things of that nature. And then from there, we are clear to close. And we're all celebrating. I'm bringing you a bottle of wine, some housewarming gifts, um, and we're going to get you moved in. Oh, yeah. You make it sound so simple. (laughs) Make it sound so simple. But I bet Rod might have some things that we may want to discuss in this waiting period um, to make sure that, well, even though you have the clear to close today, that when it comes time to go to the table to close, you're actually still clear to close. Definitely. You uh, you got some do's and don'ts, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, once Ken uh, emails me the pre-approval, I'm at the uh, contract. Uh, it's dated within 30 days. Yep. Uh, then what I typically do is reach out to the borrower because, you know, maybe they've been shopping for a while. Right. Mm. Their pay stubs have expired. Right. So, uh, you may have crossed over into the new year. Like we're just now starting. Well, a couple months ago, we started gathering the 2022 mm. uh, uh, W-2s. Yeah. Right. And tax returns. Um, so I, I do that double check. Right. I do that double check on the income. And even before I tell Ken that she can increase the price uh, of the purchase. Yeah. Um, I look at that credit one more time. Right. Yeah. And I, I want to plug it in the system and I want to make sure I get an approved eligible. And, uh, and that way, when I go back to Ken and I say, hey, Ken, uh, they're good to go. Right. Go ahead and write that $10,000 over or whatever you want to structure that. Right. And uh, so from that point, um, you know, we, uh, she has her uh, client in a home. Uh, she's good with me because she knows I don't give pre-qualifications. Uh, I give pre-approvals, right? Major difference between the two. Um, but, yeah, so the documentation, I, I keep my eye on that. And also, I know that the, um, that the letter, the pre-approval letter, expires within 90 days, right? right. I mentioned earlier. Um, so I put a tickler in my Outlook calendar, and it tells me when a borrower is at least three to seven days from expiration. Right. So then at that point, I call the borrower and I get their permission to update their Hmm. pre-approval letter and give them uh, more time because it may expire before you close. Uh, So if your letter expires before you close, typically the realtor will want another letter. Right. Right. An updated letter. So. So. So we're we're clear close as far as we've made an offer. The offer has been accepted. So now's the time to go shopping, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. No. We don't want to go shopping yet, right? We don't. We got to be mindful of what we tax on our credit, right? Right. Okay. So, 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 I'll tell you this this story of one of my first purchases when I got into the business of of mortgage, uh, worked for a mortgage uh, broker in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and uh, so my first purchase deal with these first time home buyers. I was excited to have the contract from the realtor, and uh, so I. The borrowers wanted me to max their uh, purchase power, right? Yeah. They they wanted to see, they wanted to push it all the way to the limit, yeah. right? So 
I even overshot the property taxes and the homeowner's insurance a little bit. And I do that because we just don't know uh, what their debt ratio is without having the homeowner's insurance declarations page, mm. right? Or the taxes. You don't have a property yet, so I can't tell you what the property taxes sure. are going to be. So I like to overshoot that a little bit. Right. right? That right. way we're not embarrassed after we put in that offer. I'll go back to Ken and say, uh, guess what? Uh, they don't qualify anymore, so they have to put more money down. But uh, so so one of the do's, uh, you know, what I learned from that first couple was that they they went into a house, uh, the, a contract with a house. They fell in love with it. I had their 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 credit straight. Um, uh, you know, we were good to go. Had an approved eligible, and the borrowers go out and purchase custom blinds for the entire house, right? They do the 90 days, same as cash type deal. Oh. And that blew their debt to income ratio out of whack, right? Oh. So they no longer qualified. And so so listen, just know that don't go out and, and let anyone touch your credit once we get you pre-approved. Don't, Bob. Don't buy anything on credit if you can help from doing so. If you right. do, let's talk it over and let's figure out what that payment's going to be and right. let's make sure you're still going to be qualified. Yeah. Right? So that's where a lot of people go wrong uh, is they'll, they'll – we'll find out it, it, whether you've done it or not because we have all these alert systems at sure. the bank. As soon as your credit is pulled again by another lender, yeah. right, or another lender, a, a visa, you applied for a, a credit card, whatever – we get a notification, and then we have to have a conversation. Let's reevaluate because what I gave you before was based on where you were then. Right, right, yeah, and that's you know, I, I I've been in I've been in and around this industry for going on thirty years, and I, I'll never forget the story. And it, I I was working; it was a builder that I worked with, and they primarily built for new homeowners, um, and so. I was living in the Charlotte area. Banking was the industry. And you, these young individuals were moving to the area and they got amazing jobs, making amazing money for the first time in their lives. And they would go and they would go buy a house, go buy a car. And uh, unfortunately, I, I, I knew the people pretty well. They were in the, the process of buying a house and decided to buy a car. Mm. They had a beautiful car. Unfortunately, they didn't end up with a beautiful house. It cost them their ability to get that mortgage. Definitely. It wasn't because of they didn't have the money. It was really simply because of what it did to their credit score. And, and again, and being younger they did not have the stability and the viability in their credit history to be able to overcome that type of purchase. And, and I know Rod, you've, you've probably got countless of stories that you can tell us about these, these types of situations. Yeah, one of the main things on, in the, in the do column is, is you have to all, uh, it's always remember to use your credit modestly. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't go out and, and run up your charge cards. Right. Do pay your bills on times because we also get alerts when your credit score drops. Mm. Right. So so you want to stay on top of that. And you also want to maintain your current employment. I I'll tell you a quick story. I had 
a lady like a week before I was supposed to close her uh, on a home in Lenore City, and she quit her job, right? So we get this uh, like one to three days prior to closing. We'll have someone call, verify that you're still employed there. Well, they said, no, she she no longer works there. She had taken another position. So thankful, I'm thankful that I had another program I could put her on that will allow an offer. I have to have a written offer letter uh, that you would start within 60 days and it need to tell how much mm-hmm. income you're now making and your pay frequency and all that good stuff. Right. So, so stay on your job while you're, while you're buying a house, right? Don't, don't do that. And stay in touch with your, your loan officer and your real estate professionals. Uh, and and if you have questions about, you know, throughout the process, that's what we're here for. And and another thing on the don't column is don't apply for new credit. As I mentioned, don't make large purchases. Don't tap in into your down payment funds because believe me, that will be re-verified. Right. So and then don't close credit accounts while you're going through this, because Mm. what will that do if you close a a card that you've had for 18 years? Right. You know, this is up the ratio, the formula, and it will drop your score. I'm just going to tell you, that's one of the most aggravating things to me in this world. Anyway, we're not even going to go there. But uh, but yeah, you know, believe it or not. If you close a credit card, even though it's sat there and it hasn't done anything for the last 10 years, if you close that account, it drops your credit score. So I'm I'm being financially responsible and now I get penalized. It's just it's just amazing to me, which is again why you need a professional like Rod on your corner because I, I'm just going to tell you this FICO and credit scores and all this stuff, it is insane. It is absolutely most of the times it's retarded. <laughs> And and I'm I will be happy to say that again, but it it just doesn't make sense. And so that's why you need a professional to help you through that process. Because again, what may make sense in a financial thought process does not make sense in a credit score process. Yep. Right? It just it just doesn't. I wish it did, but it doesn't. And that's where, again, having a professional like Rod on your team in this process is going to be able to help you, again, avoid one of those huge pitfalls that you can accidentally create, even though you think you're doing good. So uh, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to continue through getting into this house. Um, We've got some more things to talk about, the inspection process and period. We're going to kind of touch on that a little bit. And... uh, Well, we've got about 30 minutes to get closed in this house, and I think we're going to make it. I do, because we've got the pros in the house to make sure that it happens. We're going to take a short break. I'm Scott Brokamp with his security technology, and we'll be right back here on Around the House on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We are clear to close on that beautiful new home, but we are going to take a pause in our process because we have Bill on the line who has some questions for us. Hey, good morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, good morning. And um, I I frequently used to call in with Dawn and and want to get other folks to also know that they can call in and and, um, got a question for your guests. 
because yeah. when I, when I moved to Knoxville, um, the entry level price of homes was you know under a hundred thousand dollars, and and I think now that same subdivision is over over two hundred thousand dollars plus. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask your guest, what is the new entry level type home price? Um, you know, either either as a total or maybe price per foot. But um, and then, what neighborhoods are that? Is that being being uh, you know provided? Because new homes are are kind of in short supply with builders. So sure, I was sure. Curious. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your call, Bill. Great questions. Uh, so, Ken, what what do you got for Bill? What what do you? I, I mean, obviously, through COVID and everything else, the that entry level price range has increased dramatically. Definitely, definitely. And I would say it depends on what zip code you're trying to buy in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that grossly affects the median home price. Um, and so, like you said, I mean, it's it's risen over um, $100,000 in the last 15, 20 years. Mm. Um, And then over COVID, it even went higher. But those numbers are definitely skewed based Mm. on how much people were willing to pay over the the asking price or the actual value of the home. And that's a great point. Definitely. So that's something to keep in consideration. Um, And we're still dealing with a lot of those skewed numbers at the moment. You know, we're still trying to right the ship from COVID. So um, the numbers even right now um, are still a little bit off, but they are trending in the right direction. And that, as realtors, is what we like to focus on is the trends, not necessarily the numbers at the moment, Mm -hmm. but what direction they're trending in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I know, you know, like Bill was saying that hundred thousand dollar range, um, hundred, 120 was, had always been kind of a good entry level number. Um, really, I mean, pretty much all through, uh, kind of early mid two thousands on and, and just within really the last, I, I would say probably the last seven to eight years in particular that has really changed. And I think I, I, I was reading a report recently, I believe, and when he, Rod, you or Ken may have this information, but I believe the latest that I saw entry level home price here locally in our area, I believe was at like two thirty five, um, was that entry level, uh, uh, median entry level price for our area um and, you know some of it's got to do it we've got some we have some entry-level home builders that that's what they focus on so they've been a great uh, resource to help keep that number low so do, any other numbers that you guys might have beside that i do that um in as of april 2023 uh the median listing home price was 399,000 mm. which was a 17.7% increase compared to last year alone. And then uh the price per square foot, listing price per square foot was around $204. Um while the median home sold price was around 351,000. Mm. Um so the it's definitely trending upwards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, affordability and Riley. We've we've talked about this before, and and I know I've uh, spoke with many of people that you know the affordability now of a home. You know, when interest rates were low, you were able to afford a lot more home. Now that our interest rates have eked up here a little bit, uh, you know that affordability rate has gone down. It, 
do would you say and i i mean i can't really think of one in particular is there a particular uh community or or area that you would think is is kind of new homeowner specific more so than others i think for the most part throughout our area i think you can find some some uh first time home buyer type of product in just about every community that we're in nowadays yeah, I so. would agree. Um, but I would say depending on, you know, the, the family situation with the first time home buyers, uh, schools is going to play a huge mm. role. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you're wanting the schools, it may not be where the necess- necessarily where the first time home buyer prices are. That's that's always it's kind of always been the case. So, uh, Bill, thank you again so much for calling in. I, I appreciate you listening. And uh, hey, man, you can you can always call in anytime. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so, Rod, I, I, I want to touch on that a minute. So interest rates. Um, I, I know, I mean, you look, everybody knows about the interest rate situations going on now. We went from historically low interest rates and, and we've had a pretty steady climb. What, uh, I'm just curious, what are, what are we looking at nowadays? What is a kind of a, a traditional interest rate as of the past 15 days? Um, well, I, I, our rates have been decreasing a little bit each week. I hesitate to quote a rate because that's such a wide net. Sure. Uh, and so many factors. Rate, mm-hmm, so many factors, debt to income ratio, credit score. Uh, if your credit score is above 780 or 760, or if it's below 700, it's going to be. Uh, and if I have two borrowers side by side, they won't get the same rate, obviously, because right. one is a better picture and less risk. And banks uh, lend mm-hmm. and assign interest rates based on risk assessment. Right. right? Yeah. So, uh, it's going to vary. Um, you're going to now. I'm seeing rates in the sixes, right? Mm. Uh, whereas they were in the sevens, uh, uh, yeah. February, March. You know, yeah. they were in the sevens. I'm seeing them in the sixes. I even quoted um, someone the other day five point eight seven five. Wow! Uh, but that's where the sure. rate was that day, and there's no guarantee that every single borrower can get that rate. So oh, that's yeah. why you call me. And I will uh, run a free scenario for you. If you know at least your credit score, what I can do is uh, go ahead and uh, draw up a scenario based on that. Give, ask you whether you want to pay discount points because you can buy the rate down. Right. Right. So there's a lot of ways to get that house affordable if you're willing to work with a, a qualified professional. Sure. Well, and, and I mean, and that's, you know, that that's a great point is because it that rate is dependent on so many factors. Um, it, it's, you know, to give everybody always says, well, what's the current rate? What's the rate? Well, you know, it, and it's a range, right? It's a range. And, but it, it's good to hear that, uh, there's something that's below that came in below six. So congratulations to that particular buyer. They, they checked all the boxes to get there. Um, I, I mean, I remember, I remember when I bought my first house, it was 6.25 and, you know, and that was a great rate at that point. Because they had been it around that time, they had been up to almost eight, and you know, I, I've, I'm I'm not the youngest kid in the block, and I, I know people that I've talked to them when they bought their first homes. Right when you bought a home, uh, thirty five, forty years ago, the the scenario was different. Right, the cost of the home wasn't that much, but the interest was like eighteen percent. I mean, it was, you know, to think about what the home buying process has turned into versus what it used to be. 
uh, is ridiculous. You know, yeah, they bought a a, a fifteen thousand dollar house, but they were paying eighteen percent interest on that on that loan. You know, because that's how things were done back then. And so we've progressed. We've made a lot of uh, a lot of leaps and bounds. Um, but Rod, you kind of alluded to it. We we all know about the housing crisis that we have been through um, back in you know oh five oh eight. Um, so knowing it, it, again, many, many people speculate on where we're at and what's happening and what's going on and through all the house craze and interest rates were so low. So many people speculated, Oh, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And, and, but the professionals in industry are like, no, it's not because the way we borrow money now is different. We have at that point in time, there were things that happened that shouldn't have been allowed to happen and so there are safeguards in place now and 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 again i'm just going to hit on it rod you said it is that that the banks are looking at the viability of of who they're loaning money to um they're looking at a well-rounded picture and so you know i i think this should make everybody feel good is that that environment is stable uh even though the housing markets are as they are uh, that that borrowing market is stable in in the sense is that the parameters are there that we're we're not going to see some huge bubble bust of uh, you know crazy nonsense like we saw in in back in the oh five oh eight time frames um, and, and so that is to me I think is important is good to know so I would say um, that you know a lot of people aren't happy with some of the rates that are out there and I get it I get it I mean I. It's within the past, you know, five years, I've quoted 2.99 yeah. on, on a 30-year fixed or lower, right? Yeah. On a 30-year fixed with the right scenario. And, and my, we have a saying in my industry uh, that when you're buying a home, marry the home and date the rate, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we'll keep our eyes on the rate. If you, you call me, you say, Rod, um, if if my interest rate because I don't like refinancing you unless you can save at least a point, right? One whole percentage. Oh point. yeah, and then I I give you the facts because I'll draw up a, a scenario for you and a cost estimate, and I will let you know how long it will take you to make your money back from the refi charge, mm-hmm. right? The closing mm-hmm. cost, right? Yeah. So let's. How long are you going to be in the house? That's that's another question. So so there's a lot of factors like you say that go into it, but marry the house and date the rate. Yeah, absolutely. That's as a, I've never heard that saying before, but I love it. That's a great saying. Um, thank you, Bill, again, for your call earlier, um, asking about those first time home buyer uh, price points. If you have questions, give us a call or text 865 656 8255. We're going to take a quick break here on Around the House. We'll be right back on News Talk 987 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I don't know about you, but I am anxiously awaiting the close of this deal because I cannot wait to get and enjoy my precious new home. But before we get there, uh, Ken Green, Rod Reeves, we got just a couple of quick things we want to follow up before we get to that closing table. So, 
Uh, Ken, you'd mentioned inspection. Always make sure to have an inspection. And, and Rod, as we were kind of talking during the break, that is not required by the mortgage company any longer, which still blows my mind. Uh, but you do require the appraisal. Um, you know, I, I know this market has been insane. Um, and, and getting appraisals, actually just getting an appraisal has been a feat, let alone getting one that actually matches what somebody's willing to pay for a home, uh, has been another one. Uh, so Rod, let's, let's talk about what are those required bits and pieces that we've got to have to make it to the closing table as we're in this finishing up of our contract on purchasing this house. Okay. Um, great question. Um, so I'll start with the contract. First of all, I like uh, to at least have that 30-day cushion uh, from the time I receive it to the closing date. I can close it quicker. Right. Uh, but I, but who knows what's going to happen in the, like you say, the appraisal inspection arena. Who knows what's going to happen, right? So, um, so we get the 30-day window. We get the appraisal. But before I even order that appraisal, a lot of times I will have the conversation do you have any leftover projects going on at the house, right? Did you tear the cabinets out of the wall, right? Uh, did you uproot the floor? Did you tear apart the bathroom, right? Is there anything on the out, any broken windows? How does your roof look? Is there any stains? On, are there any stains on your ceiling, right? Which means you've had some sort of leakage, right? So that's going to delay your closing. That's why like a full mm-hmm. 30, yeah, because we'll request uh, that you hire someone, a professional licensed contractor to come out and inspect the, if you decide to do it yourself, we'll get a license. We, we want that contractor to, to give us the, okay, it's okay. Sure. And if the appraisal, you know, we ordered the appraisal. And by the way, while I'm, uh, on the front end of this, do not take away your appraisal contingencies on your sales contract. Uh, do I do not recommend that I had I, I had a, a first time home buyer in Nashville dad was helping with some of the down payment closing cost etc so you know he's well off um, and and so but he didn't sign the contract with her she signed it herself and she removed that contingency because she wanted that house right, right? so yeah. she wanted to make her offer as attractive as possible so so anyway long story short the house, the appraisal comes in, and the property appraised for eighty thousand dollars below contract. Woo! I just had one uh, yesterday or day before, and we don't choose the appraiser. Right? Uh, yes. We hire we hire a third party to choose appraisers right. in rotation. That yes. way, we can prove to the government that we're being fair. Right. Right. Yep. So, yeah, never take away that appraisal contingency. Um, and like I said, I, I had one that. This week came in forty thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars low. Mm. Yeah, mm. and that and when that happens, Ken, I mean that's when right. That's, I mean, I'm pardon the pun, but that's when you earn your money, right? I mean, oh, for you sure. you have. And that's why you get the appraisal. <laughs> that's right, you know. And at that point in time, sometimes sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not, you know. And, and then you've got to have the conversation. Now you got to look at the comps that the appraiser pulled. Yep. Are they even comps? Yep. I mean, my wife was a realtor. I know many realtors, and I've I've seen it time and time again. And the realtor pulls comps that are within a mile of the house, and the appraisal comes in here, and he pulls comps that are 30 miles away on the other side of town. Yep. And you're like, wait a minute. I just went from Fountain City to Farragut, yep. okay? 
there's a huge price difference. There's a huge gap. And so making sure that you've got good data. Yeah. And, and again, your, your realtor, your mortgage lender, your, your professional network is going to ensure that, well, hopefully they don't happen. But if things do happen, now you've got these local professionals to be able to go through and say, okay, hey, look, I got it. I see it. But here's there's some error error here we need to kind of correct um and so sometimes that appraisal can be to your favor sometimes maybe not so uh once that appraisal comes through we're 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 good the finances are straight rods pulled that three-day final you didn't go buy anything fancy you can wait and do that after you get in the house right again right right. I, i can't stress that enough after you get in the house, then you can go apply for whatever you want to apply for. Go buy whatever you want to buy, yeah. you know, but wait until you get in that house. Definitely. So uh, we're going to the closing table. We're on our way. Yeah. And it, when I get to the closing table, who do I expect to be there? Well, I think that really depends on how your realtor sets it up. Um, some realtors prefer that buyer and seller are not in the same room at all which is crazy to me but anyway honestly that's how it's taught to us that keep them apart from the same room because things can fall apart quickly at the closing table when that buyer and that seller get together i get the that. seller starts talking because they think the deal's done about yep. all the things that maybe they didn't disclose that yep. might be wrong with the house yeah the buyer now has a problem and you know now there's more things to hash out so i would advise keep them separate <laughs> Um, and then your title company's there to actually do the transfer of um, ownership, you know, from the seller to the buyer. Um, you know, there's paperwork, everybody's signing things. It's supposed to be a celebratory day. It is. However, like I said, um, if you're not careful and don't keep the clients separate, things could go downhill very quickly. Well, you know, and, and I guess maybe, and again, uh, it, uh, it'll fall back to your realtor, right? In, in, in your mortgage, it, everybody involved in that process. And that is, I, I think one of the things that kind of probably gets missed a little bit is, is setting that clear expectation. Yeah. Okay. Just because you're buying a house, even if, even if it's a brand new house, okay, there's going to be problems. Yeah. There's going to be things that aren't right. There's going to be things that need to be fixed. And I, I don't care what you're buying, Right. There, there are going to be issues. There's going to be concerns, and and to me, every house that that I've bought, I wanted to be able to meet the seller. Right? I wanted to be able to meet them sure. because, again, this is an emotional process. They've given a house that they've probably been in for how many umpteen years. I'm going to be taken over, right? And, and and so that's a part of the emotional process of selling. As it is in buying. So, and to your point about problems arising, um, that's when your final walkthrough comes into play. Yeah, you know that's when we are making sure that everything that you saw and or in the inspection report that you asked the seller to fix, it's fixed. It's fixed. Um, it's making sure that all of the appliances, maybe they left a couple de- decorations, curtains, or something of that hmm. sort. That if you agreed in your contract that they were going to leave those things, that those things right. are there. 
that they didn't switch out their yeah. brand new stainless steel Samsung appliances for a <laughs> Some old door mini ones. fridge. Yeah. It's making sure that all of those things are what they're supposed to be, um, yeah. you know, for when you move in. That's right. Well, and, and again, and as I, I tell people all the time, that that's why you need a professional, right? Because there's, there's disclosures that are involved here that long after you leave that home, if you don't do the proper paperwork, your your rear end can still be in a sling. So uh, thank you guys very much for joining me this morning. Kian Green, you can reach her at 215-272-6474. Rod Reeves at 865-466-7104. If you missed part of today's show, want to listen again, there's a link on my website. Go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find recordings of all shows. I want to thank my guests for being a part of the program today. Lady Vol for Life, Realtor Kean Green, and Lender Director for the Knoxville Mortgage Bankers Association, Rod Reeves. Have a topic or guest that you would like to hear on the show? Send emails with your suggestions and comments to thehouse at hissecurity.com. Around the House is produced by News Talk 98.7 with guest coordination services by B Media Savvy. We're back next week with another look at buying a home as Around the House celebrates National Home Ownership Month. My guest next week will be Joss Anderson of Smithfield Homes and Susan and Donnie Bentley with Bentley Home Inspection Services. How do you know the home you're buying is in good shape? We'll get the answers from the experts next week. Until then, I hope you enjoy some quality time around the house today.